in baseball, a manager's decision of who they pick for their starting lineup is do or die. Much like a criminal lineup, if a witness picks me, they better watch their back, because snitches get stitches. Will these MLB players, starters, have their health stamina to last as long as high school sweethearts Jimmy and Sally after a prom night on Six Viagras? Or will Tommy John come in for a, a menage a trois once the shaft and rawness set in? In this broadcaster's point of view, if you're in the majors, hurt, dead, or on fire, you play ball. I recall back in 68, a rash of zombieitis had swept through the NL East. It was Game 2 of an August Braves vs. Philly series, better known as the Battle of the Fleshes. Robert Pena, as undead as I've ever seen, and yet started at shortstop. Still, with only one limp arm and an eye dangling from his socket, he finished with four double plays, batted three through four, with three RBIs, and a stomach full of Braves batters one through nine. Possible starting lineups, depth, and one through eight possibilities for the Braves, Phillies, Mets, Nationals, and Marlins. I'm gonna at ya. This is UNECB. Hey, Rob. Hey, Chris. How are you? Good. Cool. How was uh? How was your weekend? Uh, yeah, did some antiquing. Uh, hung out with some friends. Uh, got some dinners. Had a guys' night on Saturday. It was, oh, nice. It was nice. It was That's nice. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I did a thing where, um, uh, uh, like, the MLB shop right now, uh, not a sponsor, uh, is like has apparel that I wanted to get. Yeah. And so, um, uh, I got a Philly, a new Phillies hat. It's the St. Patrick's Day spring training hat, so it's like green and whatnot. Nice. Yeah. And I went to this bar. Um, that was a smokers bar, which was terrible. Uh, I ended up having sleep apnea for like two days afterwards. I didn't even know that was a thing that existed anymore. It still is a thing, apparently. It's super <laughs> gross. It was really gross. And um, the um, I got a bunch of stairs in a South Philly bar, like as if I was some like Northeast bro or something like that. And it's like uh, we're in South Philly in a smokers bar right now. How dare you? So they didn't like your. The, the fact that it was a Phillies hat or the fact that it was a St. Patrick's uh, Day? Oh, it was like a sports hat. Like, it was like, I'm a bro. Oh, it wasn't a Phillies hat. It was a Phillies hat. It's like... Oh, it, it was. Yeah, so yeah. they didn't like they, they didn't like it because it was a Phillies hat or because it was the St. Patrick's Day Phillies hat? Oh, I mean, I would say a little bit of both. It was probably because... I would say, like, um, these are the type of people that they're like, you know, the gentrified millennial. Like, oh, yeah, it's, a, yeah, yeah. it's a room full of that. And then, like, they're looking at you like... Ugh sports bro <laughs> like they're the type of people that like oh the fact that it was sports at all sports at all yeah 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 yeah, yeah like they, if they had they would probably have sports tattoos on their arms but don't know what it means or it's ironic <laughs> it just fell out of place i was like dude it's south philly it's a spout south philly like basement bar it's smoking right now like yeah get out I, of your I'm, heads uh, uh, you know a lot of hip people wear sports hats, especially baseball hats, like like L.A. Dodgers hats. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. I don't yeah. know. Well, how was your weekend? <laughs> it was good. It was actually kind of busy. Uh, surprise friend visit on Thursday, if you count that as part of the weekend, which it's not. But that led into the weekend. Uh, a lot of social events, I think. Just seeing friends. It was good. And did a little antiquing, too. Um and watched 
Yeah, and watch some movies and things. Um, it was good. It was good. Cool. It was good. Yeah. Oh, I watched some friggin' spring training baseball, man. That's what I did on Saturday. Or oh, was yeah, Sunday. It must be nice being. No, uh, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. Yeah, sorry. Dude, it must be nice uh, watching some Mets spring training because apparently, uh, your Phillies. Uh, we got two of them. They're broadcasted, and then that's about it. Oh damn. Yeah. We've we've had a good amount of broadcasts. I've been watching a lot of Mets spring training as well. <laughs> Dude, Degrom, Sunday, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Pretty good. Dude's a beast. Yeah, you guys got the goat. <laughs> well, should we dive into the meat of the show? Yes. Rob, what are we talking about today? Well, last week we talked about the. Honestly, if, what did we talk about? Oh, the. <laughs> we last week we talked about the additions and losses to each team in the National League East's rosters. But this week. We're going to talk about how those moves affect those teams in their offense, offensive lineup. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about p- potential lineups, man, for each NLEs team. Talking about them one through eights. One through eights. That's what they call them in the biz. In the NL. In the, in the <laughs> one AL. Through... No idea what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, hey, hey, coach, who you got in your one through eight today? That's a classic saying that they say in the baseball clubhouse. Yeah, except for the coach from some a- is coming from the AL. He's like, I come from one through nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. Hey, coach, what do you got one through eight today? Am I in hey, one to- through eight? I told you, Mickey, this is one through nine sport. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm calling see. Rob Manfred on the phone right now. This is bullshit. <laughs> All right, well, who should we start with? Who is in first place? In the spring training standings. I think I know who. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's ask the uh, let's ask the genie. I'll make the genie noise. <laughs> genie says Miami Marlins. Go fish. The Marlins are, as we know, a team in flux. But a team in growth right now. Thanks major, to Major Major growth. Dude, they're they're gonna be much better last uh, this year than they were last year. Unfortunately for me. Yeah. I don't think anybody in the NL East that's not the Marlins can sleep on the Marlins. No. Not even the Marlins can sleep on the Marlins because the Marlins sleep on the Marlins and they'll lose. Because <laughs> they're asleep. <laughs> oh, no. I missed the game. That's what the Marlins say. They they oversleep. Yeah. That was a good joke. That was good. Um, thanks. Thanks to myself. Yeah, you 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 did that yourself. Right? I made my own little sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, thank you, thank you, thank you. Still pressing on your own. Yeah. Uh, don't we have a clapping sound? Of, we don't have a clapping. Did I? Did I add a clapping? Oh yeah, here, hold on. Here we go. Is this going in the pod, by the way? Yep. This is in the pod. That's a long, too long. Okay. Pretty good. Anyways, Pretty good. we're back. We're talking about the Marlins here, as you know. All right. So here, okay, we talked about the stuff that they added to the lineup, and here, Chris, is how I think. Here's how I think it's going to go down. So one through eight, we got Jonathan VR, Brian Anderson, Corey Dickerson, my guy, not really, Jesus Aguilar, Garrett Cooper, Koopa Loop is what I think people have called him. Uh, 
Jorge Alfaro, former Philly, Chris. Isan Diaz, yep. Miguel Rojas. That's the one through eight that I think will happen. What do you think about that? Mm, I mean, here's the thing. I did not do any research about the Marlins. Right. This week. Right. I mean, you told me to, and I didn't. Um, I wanted to, but I really want the Marlins to make me want to pay attention to them. Ooh. Like, I want everyone who's a Let's Go Fish to be angry right now that I wasn't paying attention to this because I am looking forward for them to prove me wrong. Yeah. That's like that's I, a- I think the interdivisional stuff, I think, you know, they could pull off, you know, what is it like? Is it 60 games that, are, that it's interdivision, I think? Like, uh yeah right it's i think it's like 18 maybe more than yeah 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 wait i think it's like 18 games per team something like that yeah it's like so 18 it's between 15 times and 18. four which is almost 60 yeah and i i think that i honestly think that a lot of their series interdivision are gonna go you know um at least two for two or something like that they'll, they'll tie a lot i don't think i don't think any uh, team's gonna actually lose out to them, especially Dickerson in the lineup. Yeah, uh, but again, as for everyone else, like you know, you got a lot of young guys in there. Uh, Garrett Cooper's only his three year, Isaac Diaz only one year. Yeah, brand uh, new. His yeah, second. lots. Yeah, lots of. Well, for, first of all, let me just say I did the math really quick, and I was eighteen times four is seventy two, and I said it was almost sixty. So. That's my bad. <laughs> um, but I also could be wrong in that 18 number. I don't, don't even know. But, yeah, dude, lots of lots of young – well, it's funny because, like, they added a bunch of, like, older players like Jonathan VR, Jesus Aguilar. I mean, not that they're older, but they've just been in the league for a while, especially guys like VR. I mean, he's, like, total total veteran. Um, but then, yeah, you have people like Isan Diaz, and then you also have, like, tons of people probably who will be on their AAA team that will probably be making appearances at some point in the year. That's just kind of based on watching them in spring training. Their their lineups, like I haven't actually seen this one through it. I haven't actually seen many of these players in the lineups in spring training yet just because they have so many young players. Yeah, I'm actually curious how many players they're actually going to put on the bench when yeah. you know, it's it's come up a lot recently with a lot of like um players across the NL East where it's kind of like, "Well, you're good, but you're not good enough to be starting, but you're, but if we put you on the bench, then you're gonna then you're gonna get bad because you're not playing enough games. Yeah. So and it'd be really interesting to how I I think like a lot of these players are gonna come up and down. The whole team's gonna be fussed until they find their own thing. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I'm actually looking at the the bench, the possible bench. So here's what I, we think the bench might be. We got. Lewis Brinson, who they've been trying to get going for a really long time now. Well, it seems like it, but like two, two or two and a half years or so. Um, dude's a really good defender, really bad hitter, very bad, very bad. Uh, career five thirty one OPS, like that's bad. Um, <laughs> so we'll see, but he'll probably be on the team. Uh, but then aside from that, the bench is pretty good. Um, Matt yeah. Joyce, Francisco Cervelli, who, by the way, I said in the last podcast was Italian American. He's Italian Venezuelan, which so is like, part of the Americas. It's Atec- a du- it, even though it ends in an I, the L's, it's a double L, like the Italian. It's like it's a Severi. 
Well, I think Cervelli is the Italian. I think he had an Italian father and maybe a Venezuelan mother. I think. No, I should have done. Like it's it's like it's a seven eight seven 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 eight. <laughs> I don't, I don't... Francisco, seven eight. <laughs> Uh, maybe he'll be like the the mascot of this podcast. Um, but yeah, honestly, there's a lot of potential on the bench. Matt Kemp, who oh, is yeah, kind of like trying to come back, Can and I then you got back? this dude named John Birdie, who John Birdie extremely pesky against the Mets last year. Thirty uh, year old rookie, which is just some trivia about him. That interesting actually, story. I, 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 I gotta I gotta say honestly, like as a thirty two year old man, seeing a thirty year old who's now in his third year i'm like can i do this yeah can, Yo, can dude, I do this? Tebow, tebow's doing it man tebow's Tebow, like it. T- he uh i mean he's not good he's not good i don't baseball. i don't want to be good i'm just saying like let's say there's like a walkout <laughs> in 2022 like you know like let's maybe they pull up c mcgee it's like that movie the replacements with keanu except baseball except baseball uh i would see that thank you um but yeah, i mean dude. not with me or just keanu reeves Oh, I w- yeah, I, w- I was saying I would see the Keanu baseball replacements movie. I mean, I would too. But, you know, I'm surprised ba- Keanu hasn't made a baseball movie. He, he has, and we saw it together. It's called. Oh, Hardball. we did. <laughs> that's that's right. We saw it in eighth grade. We we yeah. laughed, we cried, and we and Keanu overcame. In case you guys didn't know, the movie we're talking about is Hardball. Haba, haba. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, VR. Brian Anderson, who, by the way, Brian Anderson, I mean, that is a generic white dude name. There's a lot of, a lot of chads in baseball. I'll say that. <laughs> a lot of chads. Um, but yeah, the, the Marlins look pretty good. It's a solid one through eight. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to them. Uh, as a Phillies fan myself, uh, looking into uh, opening day, seeing the series with uh, Marlins, fortunately. Oh, yeah. In at, Miami. Yeah, in Miami. Yeah, like a- after uh, – Phillies have to do two, two away series. Uh, even what – like opening day is like March 26th. Uh, yeah. Opening – actual opening day at Citizens Bank Park is like April 6th. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a drag. Yeah. All right, man. Who's next? Who All is right, next in the standings? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know who it is. Who is it? It's the Philadelphia Phillies. Enter applause, I would say. Thank you. Nice. 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 Yes. All right, Phillies. I mean, you know, they're they're good. They're a little bit uh, – there's a little bit of caution I'm starting to see as stuff's coming up, and it's kind of like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, it, it, you know, you got you got hope, but also you can start seeing it's like, oh, this. I hope this this. I hope something changes. I hope uh, you know, Girardi seeing something that uh, you know, uh, the the sports media isn't right. You know, right? Like yeah. uh, we would say, like uh, the core lineup. You hope for like over 162 games. Like left field's gonna be the cut. Did you say over 162? Oh, oh, throughout. I yeah, thought you throughout said like, the 162. Games. I thought you said like beyond. <laughs> That, yeah, that's well, my I'm hoping for playoffs. I'm hoping for oh, you know, postseason. Ooh. You know, let's see what happens. There you go. But I was going to say, as it, as Girardi has said, Andrew McCutcheon will not be starting opening day. True. Um, 
he's not ready, not doing a full sprint. So I guess we know he's not in the one through eight. Yeah. For now. Okay. So I guess in our little stat sheet here, he was listed, but I guess you got to like choose just a replacement. Like a couple days ago. You got to choose a replacement, man. Who's it going to be? Well, I, I have a guess myself, but you probably – Well, you, I'm thinking Jay Brewers might be in the lineup. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, though. Is he also injured? Well, he ha- he is – he's entering his, what, 13th year? Yeah. Um, He is – he's getting up there. He's old. And yeah. the, uh, he's old. He's geriatric. He's one year older than me. Uh, He, unfortunately, right now has a uh, – uh, flexor strain in his elbow. He's actually restricted right now. Oh. And I think the idea is to actually keep him as a bench player. Oh. So. so a little bit. And then, like, and then sometimes put him in, in, in left field. Dude. So does that mean Roman Quinn is going to start opening well, day? Well, R- Roman Quinn is there in center field for defense. Yeah. For speed. Like, he has speed. Yeah. Um, But right now, it's designated for Halsey. Uh, in center Halsey to be center field yeah but who's who's in left well that's the issue <laughs> <laughs> so you just don't know yeah see it's it's actually it's much like last season the phillies are in sort of a house of cards situation if one player in the outfield isn't there right uh because our depth is is set up in the infield right and we do yeah, have who? bench players that are that can serve to help us like nick williams Oh, Nick instance. Williams. Nick yeah, yo, dude, he might be your starting day left fielder, man. I don't know, dude. I, I could also see them doing. Um, oh, I see. I see a way worse nightmare situation. It's gonna make us look like, I think, like the 2017 opening day Phillies, which was like really drag year. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was okay, a good so, year for for Mets. Uh, okay. Well, the <laughs> Mets were, were also bad, but it was fun playing the Phillies because they they too were bad. The, but the Mets were bad in 17. Yeah. But it was fun playing Phillies that that year. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me let me. Okay, let, this is the this is the house of cards situation where Kutch can't start, right? But you don't also don't put in Jay Bruce in as well. So what okay. ends up happening is is that oh also uh, if if Roman Quinn isn't in either, dude. Okay. <laughs> but that you're just saying that because like they want to say they don't want to start him. Is what you're saying? Not that he couldn't do it. He could start a game, but he can't be uh, Jay Bruce. You mean, right? No, Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn, it, like, but he's not injured. Like, is what I'm saying. No, but he'd be like your third pick. For yeah, 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 yeah. Left yeah. field. Yeah. Like you yeah. would rather put it in like a normal bench player than put in Roman Quinn in left field. Yeah, but who who's better than Roman Quinn? I mean, like his OPS last year is kind of misleading. Uh, like it's six six eight. OPS, yeah, uh, but that was matched by a long, long dry spell. Okay, like he was in the 100s at for like a, a like through the month through the month of August, uh, in, for his I'm sorry, uh, for batting. batting average, yeah, 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 it was really bad. Um, like he is with the Phillies because he's very, very fast, yeah, like as long as he gets on base, he's still in second, right, 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 okay, so. Um, so there's an idea right now that Halsey would go, Halsey would go to left field and then Kingery, Scott Kingery, who is just dying to just be a, a solid position at second, at second base, but <laughs> Phillies ain't let him have that. 
Philly's right. like, he was like, Scott, you don't get what you want. You don't get what you want. You're in the show. You don't get what you want. <laughs> and then he's gonna play in center. Then he's gonna play in center field. Right. And then Segura stays at third base. And then our depth, uh, come our, our depth comes in at then second base. Ah. Uh, Josh Harrison, Neil Walker, and Logan, right. Logan Forsythe, which ah. are the definition of the replacement player. To be honest, I will say okay, I actually don't really know who Logan Logan Forsythe is. I'm uh, <laughs> um, he's oh he's been around for a long time. I've never really heard of this dude, but um, that's my my own my that's my own uh deficiency but um dude neil walker's solid man i would be okay i'd be okay starting neil but yeah the only thing about neil is i think he's a little less agile so second base i think would be a defensive uh it's not his best position anymore he's more of like a first baseman now unfortunately and then josh harrison i don't really know about his defense but all i know is he was very bad uh for the uh, ti- Tigers, Tigers last year. Lion, no, yeah, Tigers, right? Detroit. I don't know. Yeah, he was really bad last year, but I don't know. He could bounce back. He was okay for the Pirates before that. You're just saying all the best teams in the MLB right now. <laughs> no, I mean it's okay if the Pirates on a whole weren't good, but I think Josh Harrison used to be okay for the Pirates, so he could be okay again for his cross-state companion. Okay. Well, we'll see. Again, at the end of the day, we want Kutch to be in left field. Right. We'll oh, yes. Want Kutch to be in left that, field. It, okay, so you're saying it definitely won't. I mean, you're right. It definitely It's definitely not happening because he's happening. not at full strength yet. Right. Like, he's not going to – he hasn't started full sprints yet. He hasn't started any of, like, you know, the stuff that you need to be to be ready for opening day. Right. So he needs, like, an extra two weeks until he's at full – like, at least two weeks. Right, right, right. Um. But, yeah, once that happens, then you're good. So who? So what do you think is, uh, what do you think is the one through eight, man? All right. So here's here's my thing though. If you're talking about like batting, like one through eight. Yeah. I think that pitching is now diff is now new. Like it, it's adjusted to the power hitter. Right. And I think what might actually end up happening is that who whom which can square up the ball is going to be your leadoff hitter over time mm-hmm. it might end up like because it depends on who's going to pull back uh, pull back on the pulls on the pull power swing right and then that's going to be your lead off like who like and to be honest i you don't even know like because everyone's talking about now about uh, the uh with the david price yeah the pitcher I, I keep uh messing up prices but um um price a uh, new pitching coach is now saying that hey oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, pr- yeah. I think David no, Price. David Price a- went to the went to the Yankees. Like, yeah, he's a no. He's a pitcher. He was from the Red Sox to the Dodgers. Yeah, part of the that move, was part of the yeah. Then uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I meant. Dodgers gave him. <laughs> Dodgers the other got price. him. Yeah. Um, there's last season. Uh, in order to adjust to the power hitter, um, it was about high fastball strike right. zone. Right. Uh, unfortunately, if you were off with that and it was down low, uh, and it came down low. Uh, it was in the hitter's box, and those pull power swings wouldn't happen, and then that's why there were so many dingers on top of yeah. the juice balls. Right. So what's happening now is, and this is leaked. I mean, it's not leaked. It's just in the press, and everyone's kind of catching on to it now, is the pitcher that can basically throw the slider and the changeup mm-hmm. uh, in low 
uh, get that low in the zone and if it screws up it's just a ball it just hits the dirt uh the pool uh launch angle power swings uh is now going to have to be adjusted right so i mean we could get to like later with the mets like for instance uh with oh the, uh like pete alonzo for instance like he squares up every time Mm-hmm. Like so, he's the guy that gets the home runs because he's squared up, and like it's basically like it's not even a launch angle; it's just basically yeah, a, it's, uh, it just go like it just they're goes like line straight. drive, yeah, yeah like, it's line. like a line drive homer, yeah, 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 yeah. But like someone like Bryce Harper, for instance, who just rips it, um, they're gonna have to be adjusted. So if Bryce Harper, for instance, uh, can start squaring up on the uh, squaring up on the bat, it might end up being the leadoff until Andrew McCutcheon ooh, comes back in. Ooh, all right, so. Oh, okay. All right, dude. Let's and then put from it out, there, you know, it's whatever. There, yeah. You know, you got then like you know, you're you're two three, you're, you're two three. You know, you got uh, two three four. You got Reese Hoskins, Romuto, uh, and then Scott Kingery, and then uh, five, five six seven. You're you're gonna get a mix of your uh, DD Halsey and uh, Gregorius, and then uh, who's left? Segura. Segura, yeah, Segura's at eight. But I don't know about Segura. Segura is completely changed, so who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, interesting. So the Phillies is hard to predict, I guess. It's very hard to predict. And I don't. And again, it's much like last season where the depth is basically what you're talking about when you're talking about war, like the replacement player. Yeah. That's what we got on the bench in depth. Right, right. So if Dude, barring injury <laughs> – it's a mystery. Man, I can't believe McCutcheon and Jay Bruce are both injured. That's pretty funny. Well, like, it's it's just that, like, uh, Jay Bruce is more, like, restricted. Yeah. But you don't yeah. know. It's like he's old. So, like, you want him to be healthy. You want Jay Bruce to play bench for, like, and then back up through the right. whole season. So, if you start him off at left field and then, you know, he plays every day, you're not going to have Jay Bruce on the bench after, like, yeah. two months. Fun fact, a friend of mine uh, is from the same town in Texas where Jay Bruce is from, and he hung out with him once at a mutual friend's house. Seems like a cool guy to have a beer with. Yeah, I think that's what they did. Yeah. He oh, said, my friend said that he had a cool car. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or like, or at least an expensive car, I don't know. Let me just say one thing, more, one more thing about the Phillies. Sure. Uh, outside of one thing is third base. Third base. I feel bad for Gene Segura because like he is he's pretty good, and I hope with whatever happens, um, happens if we and I hope he he improves well at third base, and I hope he's good. But th- now there's this whole like Alec Baum situation, right? Where he is a prospect. He's like right. the number one prospect right now, uh, at least for uh, defensively speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the problem is with Baum, like he's he's a he's he was brought in as a shortstop. Oh. And so he's really screwing up right now in spring training because he did, he's never played third base. Like they told him in winter, it's like, oh hey, by the way, you're playing third base. You figure wow, it out. Wow. So in the minors, he's only played short. Yeah. Uh-huh. And shortstop's one of those things. Like balls further away. Like once it hit, once the ball hits the bat, it's further away. Yeah. When you're at third base, it's more time to be. Um, uh, you have to be uh, way more agile, way a lot quicker. And so like people are talking about like bomb coming up or whatnot but the thing is like philly's kind of screwed up with bomb they kept them at single a for like an entire year 
rather than, so now he has like he has not played one triple a game at least i don't think right. it, it, i don't think he's he's just been in like mostly single a and then played a little bit of double a last year mm-hmm. so he has to play in triple a at third base until he's ready to come up if he was gonna be in third base but really i mean he really is either going to be a backup to dd or i from what i heard he more of a backup to maybe reese at first base ah interesting but, yeah so we'll see what's happening during spring training this week during the games he has i think somewhere between two to four errors like where the ball just went in between his feet wow yeah so we'll see about him well uh, interesting yeah it sounds like he probably won't start the year no definitely the not team. but right. like there's a lot of like hype about yeah. alec bomb but i i think he's more of a yeah, we'll see him a little bit in 2020, and then I think he might, if we keep him, uh, he does get traded. I think we'll see him as a starter in 2021. Yeah, how long? How much longer does Segura have on his contract? Let me see. Uh, where? Oh, oh, wow, he has a lot more. He's he, wow, he's on the Phillies for a long time. When is it? Wow, dude, the thing he's, is on, we only he's have in the DD. Phillies for like three more years. Yeah, but we only have Didi for another year. Oh, for the one year. That's right. That's right. Oh, Didi's maybe that's the plan. Maybe actually that's the idea. You keep Didi for a year, and then Alec Baum's good enough to play at shortstop next year. Oh, or move Segura back to short, put Alec at third. But yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever. They'll figure it out. That's cool. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Moving on. That's the transition. Uh, sound effect okay the washington nationals are in third place in 2020 spring training right now how about that how about that this is a silly (laughs) this is a very (laughs) silly way to organize these teams (laughs) 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 oh boy but uh hey you know what you know know what Uh, i think it proves that the nationals the braves and the mets You'd have better single A pitchers because then they would win more games. <laughs> Dude, I know. Uh, it, uh, spring training is so weird, man. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, it's okay. Last week we kind of talked about how the Nationals got all these infielders, like old guy veteran infielders to kind of fill out their roster yep. after the departure of Rendon. So they have a lot of options um, in in their lineup and in the infield, so we'll probably be seeing like a, you know, how like some teams have like okay, that's their lineup, and it's just like mostly the same every yeah. day. Marlin, I mean the the Nationals, I think outside of the top three, will be pretty in flux. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like I think it's so weird, like like seeing Ryan Zimmerman like as a backup, for instance. Like, yeah, he's old, dude. Yeah, he's old. But yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they got Howie Kendrick as well. It's like just sitting there, and it's kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? Dude, Kendrick was – I mean, he didn't – he had – I guess, let's see. He only had – I don't know, man, 334 – I mean, 370 plate appearances. That's mm-hmm. not nothing. That's kind of a lot. That's like a solid half season. Dude had ama- like insane offensive stats. He was really good. And yeah. he, like, hit some – Hugely clutch home runs in the uh, playoffs, as we remember. That 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 it do, that he do. Um, 
so yeah what do you think about what do you think about how do you think like that that bench starter situation will kind of work itself out I mean, or at I least the, at least I wish the Phillies most had that. of the time yeah I, well they could have man these guys are all free agents <laughs> <laughs> anyway no i i you know uh, <laughs> well, here's the here's here's my take. Do you mind if I jump in? Yeah, you, you jump in because I'm trying to see where you're trying to go with this. Well, my take is the only real certainty is Trey Turner and Juan Soto are going to bat in the top three for sure. That's I think outside of that. Oh, and and maybe probably Victor Robles will bat eighth. But who's your? Well, then who are you thinking is your like you know one spot leadoff? Well, I mean. It's probably Trey. He's been that's like his classic position. Okay. Um sometimes it's Adam Eaton, sometimes it's Trey. Um But yeah, and then and then probably Juan Soto batting third, filling in for Tony Two Bags. So you think a Struble Cabrera's more like going down? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. If they do weird stuff like like bat Trey first, Juan second. They could put Cabrera third. Um, or if they want to do something like really weird, like Eaton first, Soto second, Cabrera third, Trey fourth. I don't know. <laughs> People are listening are like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, I don't know. Cabrera's, he, he could hit really anywhere in the lineup. He's like, He's a he's a guy that's like really good to have in a lineup at any spot because it's like oh like okay you think the seventh hitter like okay I'm I'm out of it but like no it's Cabrera like that's pretty good because well I think that like Starling Castro is like clearly your eighth spot and you really want, more oh and you want you want someone like halfway decent pretty good to be the seventh spot then so that way it's not you know mediocre mediocre and then automatic out with the pitcher right right. Yeah, yeah. That no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I guess in the past, like last year, Victor Robles was eight a lot, just because I guess he had kind of the lowest batting average, or or maybe like lowest. No, I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, I don't yeah, know. I mean, you could also put him in the seventh spot as well. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be like. Yeah, again with the Cabrera thing, like you could really put him anywhere. Yeah, he could. He's he's. I love Cabrera. To be honest, the, dude was one of my favorite up. Mets for a while. Cabrera's a good. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. I mean, good player. I no idea what he's like as a person. Who knows? <laughs> Seems okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking. Okay, so, so did you have like a, did you have like a one through eight in your mind or no? Did I have a one through eight? Yeah. Uh, not really. It's just in my brain. I'm like I'm just. It, like it's such like a Rubik's cube, like trying to actually figure it out, because in my brain it's like, oh yeah, like Juan Soto is clearly the like, like you think like, oh is he the cleanup hitter at the four spot, or is he like, is like no, you want him at the two three or two or three spot, right? Well, I think he was good at cleanup, but they just lost Rendon, so it's like exactly. What are you do? So then who you put two and three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do think that Victor Robles will be more towards you know six seven spot um i don't know you think kurt suzuki is gonna be in the top three mm, no no yeah i don't think so either no. like maybe the five spot yeah yeah that'd be and that'd definitely be. starling caster at the eight spot interesting interesting 
Eric Thames, man, what do you think? Man, there's like so much that is very confusing about Eric Thames. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's another thing is like, are they going to go Eric Thames most days, or are they going to go Howie Kendrick most days? Or I honestly, it'll probably be a pretty even distribution between Thames, Kendrick, and Zimmerman. Maybe less so Zimmerman. Yeah, but see, that's the problem. The same thing I was talking about before. Like, you can't, you can't keep like two guys on the bench or on the roster, and then just let them be bench players, and then also then put them in just sporadically. Like, you gotta make sure. Like, the only way for them to stay healthy is for them to keep playing the game. Yeah, so, but like of those three, one has to go down to AAA. I don't think. I don't think they. I don't think they can. Well, Zimmerman and Kendrick have been like playing baseball forever, so they're just old dudes. So yeah. you probably don't want to push them too hard. Thames, but at the other end, it's still those old guys. If you keep them on the bench forever, and then it's just you know, uh, uh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Just, uh, if if you just keep them on the bench just to be you know your your hitters and whatnot, um, uh, the what could happen then is that when you put them out. They haven't played as much defensively, and they get injured when they play uh, defensively. Yeah, but that's why I have a billion infielders, man. Let's <laughs> 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 throw another one out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'll be the Nationals lineup will be interesting. So my 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 guess is Trey, Adam Eaton, Juan Soto. That that to me seems like pretty. That's to me like seems like normal, and then. Uh, four through seven. Well, like four through six could go. To, this is what I'm thinking. Okay, so let me let me just say four. I think would be Thames or Kendrick, depending who's playing that day. I think Zimmerman would have bat f- fifth, maybe if he was playing. Uh, so, but if Thames Kendrick was playing, then fifth probably Cabrera, then six Suzuki. Suzuki yeah, definitely. Seven and eight, either Robles or Castro. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then on the bench, Jan Gomes, backup catcher. He could probably, he might hit a little lower than Suzuki, but probably about the same. And then Michael A. Taylor, definitely, he's like an eight hitter, man. I mean, he's he's a good defender, not a good hitter. He's, he's and then, just a standard replacement player, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Stevenson, I have here listed. Don't know who that is. Apparently, he's been around for a little bit, but good for him. <laughs> he might play. <laughs> 124 games over three years. So, what's that? 40? 40 games a year? 40 games a year, yeah. Yeah, it's like something. Yeah, that's something. That's pretty good. Assuming oh, his stats are not that up. good, though. But he it looks like he did a little bit better last year, so maybe he's on the up and up. Yeah. Carter Keyboom is the big I mean, actually, big wow, that's actually interesting. 30 yeah. at-bats, 11 homers. No, that's hits. Oh, I'm sorry, I was reading that wrong. No, zero no, no, homers. no. No, you're yeah. right, dude. No. Oh, you're zero homers. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty at bats, eleven. Wow, <laughs> dude, that that's like Jay Bruce numbers, man. Yeah, that's Jay Bruce numbers. Thirty at bats, eleven homers, nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my, man, my I think my audio just cut out there. Um, I was laughing too hard. Oh, <laughs> Um. All right. Moving on to the New York Mets. All right, second last. 
Now, yeah, you're right. Second to last in the uh, spring training National League East standings, which don't really exist. I mean, it's the Grapefruit League, not the National League East. Um, but uh, what are you going to do? Get better uh, single-way players to play in the <laughs> So, okay. I have spent the entire offseason thinking about what the the Mets lineup is going to look like. Oh, and I bet you did. <laughs> and I uh, had a really strong idea about it. But now the spring training lineups I've been seeing, not including the the uh, the you know the minor league players, the spring training lineups I've seen I, I have been seeing are like not not really what I have had in mind. Uh, the Mets had this okay, so they got Robinson Cano in the famous, or should I say, infamous Cano Edwin Diaz trade for like top prospect Jared Kalanick who's you know going to be the next biggest baseball player in the world according to Mets fans um and the (laughs) so they got Cano and he's he's a star right but he's very old and uh he's kind of winding down possibly um but they batted him in the three hole forever forever and dude was like slumping hard for cano he's in the three hole he was in the three hole i mean which is a classic i mean he was he was he's a career 300 hitter so like really good spot for him to play normally in in the past like 15 years of his career um but you know if he's not hitting well you gotta move him down and the mets never did and i was like gosh why is mickey keeping him in the three hole and then i'm like i'm an idiot mickey's not doing that <laughs> like that's jeff wilpon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um there's no there's no there's no way that he would have been like yeah this is a good idea like mickey i mean i mean unless he really was a dope but i don't think he was that big of a dope um i mean he was a little dopey but i mean come on i that to me just sounded like a like a front office decree. Cano is batting third. Um, so, you know, when his, when he came, kind of came back from injury towards the end of the year, they stopped doing that finally. Cause he just like, wasn't really hitting. Although at the end of the year, he did start hitting a little bit more, but they finally stopped doing that. And I was like, and they got a new manager and this whole, you know, all this stuff. So going into this, this year, I was like, okay, good. They learned their lesson. They're not going to do it. But now, man, He's friggin' batting third in spring training games again. <laughs> oh, God. So, I don't know. I was... I don't know, man. So, but... Okay, so but here's what I think the Mets lineup should be. Um, should be. But I don't know if this was what it will be. But I'm thinking Brandon Nemo leading off. He has, like, a elite on base percentage uh he mainly because he like walks a lot and gets hit a lot and he gets hits but he walks and gets hit by the pitches a lot so start off brandon nemo uh followed by jeff mcneil super contact bat could drive in a lot of runs if nemo's on base then pete alonzo batting third michael conforto batting cleanup breakout star jd davis batting fifth cano batting sixth not third and then wilson ramos the catcher batting seventh ahmed rosario batting uh eighth that's a deep lineup man it's a deep lineup and you have four lefties in there so yeah it's definitely gonna be difficult with the yeah you got right now you got 
lefty, lefty, right, lefty, right, lefty, right, right. Definitely something difficult for that three batter minimum thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see how that we'll see how that impacts the game. It'll be one of the one of the topics to watch. You know, I was wondering about that. Like, you can you can, you can also leave the field if you're sick. Yes. So I how I wonder how many like bullpen pitchers will just shit their pants. <laughs> Dude, there's this one pitcher. Uh, I saw it in a John Boy video. I forget who he is, but I forget what team he's on. I don't know. There's some pitcher out there who like just pukes a lot. I, if it gets you off the field, so when the ready comes back, well, up, he pukes and ready. then and then he then he just keeps pitching. He like just takes a puke break on the mound and then keeps pitching. I mean, that, I think that would ruin your stride but I, I don't i don't know i've never actually pitched before so i don't know that's, that's what, what needs to be on the mound like <laughs> you know that you know that white like i don't know what it's called but you know like essentially like the base that's on the pitcher's mound you and that you you put your uh the thing you like rub your cleats in or the thing you step on when you're about to throw a pitch yeah the thing you step on like it's like it's like a rectangular rectangular square that that's on the pitcher's mound that they step on when they're throwing a pitch, or that they yeah, like, I think cl- when they step on when they throw. A pitch. Oh yeah, I think they just call it the rubber. Yeah, the rubber that should be able to lift up, and then should be a toilet in there. Ooh, exactly. And then like a cat, like when they throw the pitch, like their back, their back leg, like just kind of kicks some dirt right over it. <laughs> um. But yeah, man, I, I'm really I'm really excited about this lineup. I hope everyone uh, maintains good health. Um, okay, wait, can I throw a curveball in here? Yes, please. Pun intended. Not pun intended. Not pun intended. Um, Cespedes over Davis. Now, dude, I mean, I, I'm not sure how closely you're following the Mets, but. I mean, you know about the wild boar incident. I know about the wild boar incident. Yeah. What um, yeah, no, I would I would definitely I, I mean, here's the thing. Davis is really good too. Um really good too. Yeah. Cespedes is kind of has like a different presence in the lineup though. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you know." <laughs> um Yeah, no. I mean, dude, if Cespedes is ready to go, I would totally start Cespedes. But the thing about Cespedes is is like I don't know that that I mean the amount of injuries and surgery he's had is like a lot. It, uh, first of all, I don't even know if he'll be on the opening day roster just because of those injuries. And then after that, it's impossible to know if he can even play very frequently at all. Do you think you know? they'll put him down to AAA just so he keeps playing? Oh, definitely not. I mean, there's there's like rules about what how, how often you can send a player down. Oh, okay. to AAA. And then I think so like when they're new, you can you can send them down f- like they have these things called option years. So when they, when you're a new player, you can uh use one of their option years and within that year, you can send them up and down to, to AAA as much as you want. And I think they have three option years. So um if they're in the major leagues for th- three years and they get up and down between the, mi- the, the the minors and the majors within those three years those three option years are done and then in their fourth year they cannot be sent down to the minors uh without their without their like blessing basically so if you wanted to 
you know, some if you wanted to have them not in your roster, you'd either have to like say like, hey, will you go to the minors? And then they could say no, and then you would have to cut them, just cut them from your team, and they'd be a free agent, basically. So I mean, if you yeah, wanted to yeah. test to not be on your roster, I mean, he'll be on the injured list if he is actually injured, but they couldn't send him down to the minors. What if he was ready? So wait, if he was ready to go, though. Wait, so if he was ready times? to go. If he's ready yeah. to go, though, but J.D. Davis put on numbers, what happens to Cespedes? They'll prob- I don't think they're going to try to play Cespedes every single day. Yeah. Um, so they'll probably just like switch off, you know, like play Cespedes one day, Davis the next, et cetera. All right. Yeah. I mean, just because, I mean, unless he's like a mir- has like a miracle body, but <laughs> I think it's going to be all, he's going to be all, you know. If you couldn't get out of the way of a wild boar. <laughs> can't get out of the way or in the way of a left field fly ball. Yeah. But the Mets so they have and then they have Dominic Smith as as a bench piece. Super great season last year. Kind of blocked by Pete Alonso at first base, but he's been kinda like getting time at left field. Not a great left fielder, but really good hitter. It's fine. Whatever. The Mets are a pretty bad defensive team anyways. <laughs> Whatever. Um Jake Marisnik will be on the bet bench too for mainly for defense, but he will play center field at some time. So, like, if if one of our – honestly, he's, like, kind of the only real outfielder on the bench, depending on Cespedes. Um, so, if a, so, like, if J.D. Davis or Conforto and Cespedes are injured to start the year, like, Marisnik will probably be in a starting lineup. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, dude. The Mets, super excited. It's a deep lineup, man. I mean, I think personal. I mean, uh, not personally. It's just the stats. But they are, their overall hitting numbers, like per player, are are, I think, the the strongest, like one through eight in the National League. If they kind of play to their highest level. But I will say, going back to, okay, I actually would bring this up as a good example because. Uh, of what I talked about earlier of uh, pitching and adjusting for batting. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say that like with, when it comes to the pitchers changing up this idea of high fast, high fastball and now changing it down to a low slider or curveball or mm-hmm. I mean, slider, or if, if, if you're good at it, the change up. Right. That, a lot of these numbers might actually tank unless uh, you're no longer doing the uh, launch angle swing. And now you're doing more of, you know, um, what do you call it? What do you call it when you, you ma- you're master of the uh, mo- um, motor controls, basically. <laughs> like you can, yeah. in those microseconds, actually adjust it to squaring up on the ball. Yeah. Like Pete yeah. Alonso, for instance, is one of the best because – He's squaring up, and he's yeah. just he's just he's just dinging it right out of the park without even really that much effort. Yeah, and McNeil too, man. I mean, McNeil can hit the ball wherever it is. And he yeah, can... but I was saying, like for instance, for like Michael Conforto, for instance. Yeah, I don't like, know. He came out with an article, like he he got interviewed by the Athletic this week, and he was saying like, yeah, I was like pulling, like I was really good from I think like 2014 to 2018, because uh, I wasn't really trying to pull. And like you saw, like the, they had like the stats, and it's like all over the place where his where his balls were hit at. Yeah. And then last year he was pulling them so they'd go in the right field. Yeah. And 
like his numbers weren't as good before. So now he's more focused on not being that power swing guy and be mm-hmm. more focused on squaring up and then just trying to, you know, just be just a hitter. Yeah. And no, I think, I think they'll adjust. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think like it's going to, I think the beginning of the season is going to be weird because basically every power hitter is going to have to slowly adjust right to the new pitching style. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Should we continue on to the last place? Oh, no. The last place. The last place. Atlanta Braves. Switching gears to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I mean, the Braves are the Braves. I mean, they're going to be good again. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be good. Acuna let off a lot, I think, last year, if I recall correctly so he'll probably be doing that again i mean they're top kind of like kind of like uh the nationals i think they're well even more so probably more so than any team in the nl east i think that the braves top three is maybe probably even top four is uh pretty locked in yeah with acuna albies freeman and then ozuna batting cleanup i still think though that I don't know, man. People are like, oh yeah, Zuno replaces Donaldson, whatever. And I'm like, he's he's not as good, man. I don't know. I, I I hopefully he'll prove me wrong. I mean, hopefully not, but hopefully for the Braves he'll prove me wrong. But and I don't wish him to do poorly, but I just I don't know. I'm skeptical of him having another mega year like he did in '17. I mean, you know. Uh... Who knows what's going to happen with the Braves? Because you know you got to be healthy the whole season, and there's no depth to the Braves right now. Right. Like there's like if you have to move one player, then you have to move that other player, and there's no backup to that player. Right. Right. So I don't know. I mean, you know, you never know. Like when it comes to Acuna, same thing with like Bryce Harper, or just anybody that's going to go for that ball, uh, do that deep dive right into the pylon or whatever. You're kind of just hoping every time. Oh, we better not be fucking injured. <laughs> I know. Like if if so, if Acuna gets injured, it'll probably we'll probably be seeing a lot more Ender Inciarte, who's a really good defender. But well, like I was a, gonna say, dude, because I I mean I didn't want to do a spoiler alert for who you're calling for center field, but you are you think that Inciarte is gonna be on the bench? I did think I did think that I think he was I think he was a lot last season. No, was he not? He was injured through the entire season, basically. Oh, he was injured. But I don't know. I, I well, I guess I guess that's a toss up between Marcakis and Inciarte for me in terms of the outfield. I mean, Acuna and Ozuna are locks for sure. So it's it's like if Marcakis is going to play, he'll play right, and then if Inciarte is going to play, he'll play center, and then Acuna will play right. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess uh, I wonder how they'll work that out. I mean, it could be like a pitcher matchup thing i mean they're both lefties but maybe that like one has like i don't know better career stats against a pitcher i don't know but uh their their stats it's probably gonna end up leading to like because they basically have similar numbers but even though i mean inciarte was out for most of like he played 65 games 2019 oh right yeah so it's hard to say it but i think it's going to come down if they if you have the same stats you're going to be looking at like for a center field position it's basically who's the fastest Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you're right. So, probably, probably in CRT. 
would be there if he's healthy. Dude, I saw a game one time in 2017, maybe? It, I, was at, I was at City Field. Mets were playing the Braves. It was like bottom of the ninth. Mets were down. Runner on base. Cespedes up at the plate. Swing. Huge hit. And I was sitting like in the outfield, like left center where um, the seven line sits, you know, with like the orange t-shirts, the, those yeah. fans. And I was sitting right there and the ball was like hit directly in our section. And I was like, it was so exciting. I was like, whoa, walk off. We won. We won. And then friggin' Ender Inciarte pops up out of nowhere, <laughs> out of nowhere, like right in front of me. Like, I mean, not really, but like 15 feet in front of me and his glove just like pops up out of nowhere and the ball's gone. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, I was like stunned. I was like, really? I was like, everyone was cheering. Everyone's like, yeah, we won. Like, it's a no doubter. But then it was, it was not. And it was, I mean, if he was a less good defender, it would have like just scraped over the wall. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, it would have hit the warning track. Like it would have been home run, but like just barely. But uh, he made a really amazing catch and it like ruined everyone's day. <laughs> I I'll be honest with you. It kind of sounds like, you almost have like a smile on your face that he got injured now. Like I can hear the smile through the podcast when we were talking about his injury last season. <laughs> yeah, I, since that moment, I've had a, uh, I've had a little bit of a grudge against your Ender Inciarte. Yeah, he also seems like he was, gives people mean looks. Yeah, I don't know, but he might be mean mugging you. You ever heard that phrase? <laughs> mean. How do you like oh. that? How about this? You can't follow a tuba with a trombone. You can't follow a trombone with a tuba. That's brass on brass. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So you're right. It, that'll be interesting to see. So, all right. Well, we got Acuna, Albies, Freeman, Ozuna, Locks, and then um, One, two, three, four. Yeah, one, two, three, Five, four, six, locks. seven. What's up? Five, six, seven is probably going to be toss up between Marcakis or Inciarte. And then uh, Travis Darno. He could hit, Darno could hit sixth. Um, and then seven and eight toss up between Dansby Swanson and Johan Camargo. See, that's something we have to talk about right now. Okay. Yeah. So, Johan Camargo. Yeah. What? <laughs> dude why is he there <laughs> like <laughs> i think okay so he i feel was bad the, for him because he's on the atlanta braves it's like one of the top it's one of the top teams on the nle's but in all of baseball and then like there's there's this problem right now with just third baseman positioning like of like guys in the league just like there's this hole for third base and it's just like you have all these guys of ops's last season are like well over 700 and most a lot of these guys have over 800 and then you have you want to come rock it's like <laughs> six six three ops yeah um and like he's just like uh it's just like oh it's like they it was like oh shit we forgot to do something about this like i know oh, yeah, just put him in the, he's on there. okay but well, for course, his career, he might have had a down year last year like for his year for his career it's 765 so it's a lot better than 663 it's so maybe last year was an anomaly for him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I also think that, I mean, there there's a question much like with the, you know, new guys versus you know the guys that are just replacements, is with Austin Riley, right? 
because I do think I, I think I did read that basically if Johan Camargo isn't the guy, he's not going to go on the bench. He's going to go down Triple A. Oh, like there there yeah, is like yeah, there's yeah. a what do you call that? Like the there's like a like a position contention, whatever. Yeah, call, position battle third base. Yeah, I mean again, Austin Riley's new. He's only off his first MLB year. Only played eighty games last season. Put up really good right. numbers, better than a replacement hitter. So basically, if Yohan Carmargo can't do anything, like why would you keep him on the bench? You're just gonna put him down at AAA. Yeah, actually, I remember when uh, when Riley came up last year, he was like he went crazy in in like a good offensive numbers way. But then he like nose dived. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what they do. That will be interesting. I, I it, it, there's a good chance it would be just Riley full stop. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you keep like? I mean, unless Carmargo, like, if he goes down to, I mean, it depends on what the contract is. As you were saying before, with the uh, options, and whatnot. But I mean, like, unless he gets a lot of you know time on third base or whatever position he's a Triple A, and then like he's putting up some impressive numbers, then yeah, you can move up to the bench. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, if I, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, because they have a Danny Echeverria who could play third. Yeah. Like he's basically your backup to every infielder in infield position. Yeah. There. Now, see, I'm looking at Echeverria's numbers, and they're kind of like his his 2019 versus his career is like an inverse of Camargo's 2019 versus his career. So, like, like you said, Camargo's 2019 663 OPS, but career 765. Echeverria 2019 742, career 642. So. Mm. Camargo should be better than Echeverria. I don't know anything about Camargo's defense, but Echeverria is known as like a glove first player. So fun fact about Echeverria, he began in 2019 on the New York Mets and got a lot of playing time after someone was injured, Cano. And um, then when Cano came back, he got a lot less playing time and the Mets traded him to oh no i think the mets cut him oh yeah it was a really messed up situation his contract was like weird and it was it was like he got like a million dollars just base and then he got like another million dollars if he played if he was on the roster for like i don't know 100 days and then he got another million dollars if he was on the roster for 150 days and the mets cut him after 149 days or games rather Games, games or days i don't know one of the two uh so, days days i think it was days so he was pissed yeah so <laughs> will pond dick move classic will pond major move. major will pond you know what we uh, gotta you know we got we gotta mark this we gotta mark this we need like a sound effect that's like classic will pond <laughs> like just like a classic will pond yeah, yeah yeah oh oh that's i mean that's maybe should we reserve the fart for just maybe we can get a special fart it should be a special fart a special if could, fart. If it could, if it's, if it could be like a wet fart that sounds like a fart, your butthole saying Wilpon. All right, let me let me see if I have, let me see if I can quickly procure some other other farts in within ten seconds. Oh yeah, I found some. Here we go. Here I'm gonna try this one. Here we. Are, are y'all ready for this? Feel it. <laughs> Uh, you, know, you, know what, you know what that fart sounds like? What? That sounds like the fart that comes out of a uh, of someone who's <laughs> at, at bat 
and that's what the catcher hears. <laughs> yeah, like that's like every time. Oh my god! How well, many I... how many times do you think? Because like you know, like uh, someone who's at bat has to ha- be calm, yeah, and collected, yeah, and like they have to calm themselves down. You, know, you see them; they're like they take a big breath, they put their back yeah. across yeah. The, across the corners of the base, and they're like they're super calm. But they're super calm to the point that like you think when they swing, like it's just like a little fart comes out. Yeah, if you really think about how many farts does a catcher catch in the face, basically. Ooh. Good question, man. You know, if I were the catcher, I would also try to like fart to psych psych them out. To psych out the batter, you know. Wait, throw wait, them off their the, game. You mean the batter to psych the Yeah, if you were the catcher, you could also fart and that would maybe like mess with the Well, you're not farting hitters on the batter, cons- then you farted on the umpire. No, 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 it's not about who you're farting on, it's just like the presence of it at all. Well, I gotta be honest with you. Though. The problem though is that you're in a position as the catcher that when you're squatting like that and you're gonna try to fart, oh, I would it might say be poop. might be poop. More than fifty percent of the time, Brown's gonna come out. Yeah. All right. Here's the other fart noise. Oh, that's Ooh, that, a little too. That's a little too squeaky. That's like a mean. Yeah. It's like a mean fart. All right. Gonna... I don't. I have. I have one more. I don't have high hopes for it. Let's see. Oh, yeah, and it had reverb on it. All right, we'll have to do some more fart work. See, I would think for a Will Pond fart, it has to be like what, because like, like basically over the past ten years, I'd say, like for the Mets, like when people do that, like the the classic like Mets thing, where it's like high hopes and then just crushing, just you know, WTF. Yeah. Like I feel like you need a like it's because of the Will Pond, Jeff Will Pond. So you need a fart that's going to sound like it's going to be intense, like a hopeful, intense fart, and then it just will pawns. Yeah. Like it just, like it's like a, hey, then <sighs> oh, man, that is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. How do... <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about the Mets. Oh, <laughs> Dan- the we're talking about a Danny Etcheverria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Yep. Um All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and then who else is on the bench? Tyler Tyler Flowers backup catcher, he'll be around. And then yep. you might see these dudes, Charlie Culberson who looks just like Dancy B. Swanson, perhaps a tinge less handsome, but uh quite quite up there. And then you got this guy named Adam Duval who who appeared on the team last year also. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Also, you know, it's interesting because the the rosters have expanded to twenty six players instead of twenty five. So, um, it's it's it'll be interesting to see. Uh, cause you you have a maximum, I think, of thirteen pitchers. Maximum. Yeah, I was gonna say I would think everybody is going to just be to have the that extra player is gonna go to the bullpen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, you could have a six person bench, but you, you probably won't. But you could. Could you, you could. You could. You're gonna be sweating a little bit when you're playing those four game series. Yeah, or like uh one of those uh like sixteen inning games or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. See, like about the Braves, that's kind of the same with the Mets. Like, so they're they're like the Mets. I I think are really deep and kind of balanced. Like you have, like, you just like you have the power in the middle. And you have like really good OBP at the top, 
And then you kind of also have power at the end a little bit, like with possibly like just you have just a good good hitting with like Cano and Ramos at the end. And then Rosario on um, sorry to jump back to the Mets, but Rosario had like a major increase in uh in his batting average last year. Um it's like you have a lot. Rob, Rob, you you gotta pump the brakes on the hype. It, it, no, I know, I know, I know. It's it's gonna it, you're gonna get so hurt. I dude, I've I've been there. Don't worry, I'm I will be okay. But I'm just saying, compared to the Braves, I'm like, just saying, like to myself last year, when the Phillies, when everyone had all these high hopes for the Phillies, I'm not talking about the whole way through the season when Kutch got out. I'm talking about that those first five games that we just won straight. Phillies just won them straight up, and we were five and zero, and everyone's like, yes, yeah. This is how the rest of the season go. We're the <laughs> Dude, best. I've been there, man. Unstoppable lineup. Can't stop it. Won't stop it. Kutch is going to hit a home run every time. Lead off first inning, and then you know going to get Reese on there on base. Then Price going to hit it out of the park. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Awesome. Let's do it again. Yeah. And then you know the other 156 games happened, and you know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying this. Because I, I know. I'm but just saying I, it because I care, right? I know. But I what I'm saying you. is, what I'm saying is like that's an optimal lineup. But like the Braves, at the end of their lineup, they got Johan Camargo. <laughs> I know. You know, like again, that's, we started that's... this podcast with the intention of not shitting on any baseball players. We're not. This hey, guy, we're not. This guy came to the show. He got to the show. His career still uh, like a solid slash line for his career, but. I would be if I were Johan Camargo, I'd be like, I have an awesome first name, and then secondly, I'd be like, I am in my head because everyone else in this lineup is way better than me in their 2019 numbers. Yeah, and in Danzy Swanson a little bit too. I feel like hasn't really lived up. Eh, he was okay. He hasn't. Well, he had a lot of hype too. He was like a. He was like a really hyped prospect. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like Dancy Swanson, for instance. Like it's kind of like if you're getting chased by a bear, uh, you don't need to run faster than the bear. You just need to be run faster than the f- slowest person that you're running with. Yeah. Like so, he's like, yeah, yeah, but like, yo, on Camargo, I mean, come on, yeah, sure. Like I might be like <laughs> over sixteen at bats right now, but I mean, come on, I'm not Camargo. <laughs> Uh, apologies to Johan Camargo. You have a very cool first name, and your your career stats are pretty good. And I'm pretty sure you're gonna do. It's probably something really stupid that was happening last season. I'm sure hitting hitting coach, you know. Yeah, he'll be back. back. He'll be back, he can, dude. Yeah, he he'll can. have a breakout year. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. You're on the Braves. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the lineups for the 2020 National League East. I it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough tough battle. Yeah, I think including the Marlins. Including the Marlins. Who would have thought? Derek yeah. Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, dude. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week. It does wrap it up for this week. I'm going next to- week I uh, I, I say, like, for this week, though, like, when it comes to baseball, I, once again, will not be watching spring training because they're not putting any Phillies games on. So, oh, yeah. Real cool. I'll be watching should... probably more Mets games. So, yeah. Do I'd it. Probably. <laughs> You'll, like, learn all the, like, hey, when is, uh, when are they going to call up Max Moroff? <laughs> no, I'm going to be more, <laughs> I'm watching it to see the, uh, uh, the 
Tim Tebow airs. Oh yeah, yeah. I honestly don't. I actually like kind of purposefully don't really watch the Tebow stuff. <laughs> not that I have anything against him as a person. It's just like it's it's not gonna happen, you know. Sorry, Tebs. Prove me wrong. Prove yeah. prove me wrong. Um. So next week, Chris, I was thinking we would talk about the pitching rotation. Yeah, just the okay. basically like the pitching and maybe even the bullpens. What do you think? Or should we just do starting and then do bullpens another time? Um, it's just like you could do like an so entire much higher episode on each team's bullpen. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. No, it's it's one of those things. I think you have to do kind of both because you know. Yeah, because some starters cause might be bullpen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because your your four, five, and six spots, like might be interchanging like yeah. a bunch right. of these teams. Let's do I mean, unless you want you want to do a podcast where it's just an episode where we're just talking about the one, two, and three spots of each team. And then we'll, we'll do four, five, six spots in the bullpen. Well, no. I mean that would be funny. Well <laughs> uh, we what's let's we should uh maybe we should converse post recording. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. Mm, we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah. it'll be pitching in some capacity. We'll talk about pitching. Yeah. Cool. Um yeah, well that wraps it up for this week, I guess. What do you what do you uh what do you up to this weekend, Chris? Uh well actually like I'm we're getting in the St. Patrick's Day spirit. Oh yeah. Uh and I'm throwing a party in a couple weeks. Oh. Uh, nice. St. Patrick's I wasn't Day invited. party. Yeah, you're, you're like yeah, I I mean you're like your New York guy. I mean do you yeah. want to come? I'm not going to invite you. I mean, I, we'll t- we can talk about it later, but I don't think well, I'm, I'm, is it is it uh, two weeks from? Is it the 14th? Yeah, it's two Saturdays from now. Yeah, I think it's uh, Mary's grandpa's 96th birthday Oh, yeah, party. okay. Yeah, no, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, grandpa's birthday. Yeah, okay. He's 96. Yeah, no, cool. Yeah. Well, for my St. Patrick's Day party, uh, I'm, te- I'm currently testing out uh, corned beef. Nice. Uh, so I'm making my first... Uh, for, first type of uh, roast, uh, uh, making corned beef for the first time. I have to brine for six days, so I'm doing my first thing. So by Sunday, uh, you know, after antiquing, I'm going to uh, do. I'm, I'm going to actually cook it. Like I have to actually after this podcast, I have to go downstairs and actually uh, flip it over, flip that brisket over, uh, wow. to soak up some more flavors. You know, nice. That's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gonna try that, and then uh, you know, clean up the house. Do yeah. all that stuff. Classic chores. Probably listen to the Phillies game. WP. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, I, I'm just looking at my calendar, which I do keep. It's open, so honestly, I probably... Oh, I'm actually, I'm getting dinner with my uncle on Friday. Mm. And uh, and then I'll... So I'll be doing that. That, But then on the weekend? I don't know. Aside from antiquing, I probably won't be doing that much. It'll probably just be uh, cleaning my house also, honestly. Yeah, spring spring cleaning. Yeah, spring cleaning while watching yeah. spring training. Yes, yeah, double whammy. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for the UNECB. Did we even say what the name of the show was? Uh, oh yeah, we did not, did we? I mean, we can just add it now. Like if people, were, if there was hype for it. The yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, uh, next time. Yeah, next time. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well. Yeah, I'll see. Play, Robin, play the I'll, thing. I'll see. You, I'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. To the people listening, uh, we'll uh, see you next time. Bye bye. All right. Bye.